Really? Okay. Who's it by? It's by Mayhem B. By who? Mayhem B. <laughs> okay. Jensen looked at his hands as the nurses talked in the corridor outside. He caught snatches of their conversation, hearing words like miraculous and critical. He traced the wires and electrodes up his arms to his shoulder where they attached to his torso. There, a metal bar linked his arms, uh, his arm, sorry, sunk under his chest. It was muscular and strong and handsome by anyone's standards, except perhaps purists. Natasha ran through the facility, moving silently on her shocking, absorbing legs. Mm. She knew this place all too well, the clinical white walls, the smell of sanitizer mixed with the dull aroma of ma uh, machinery, 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 machinery. And, old machinery and old blood. She saw nurses outside the door talking. She could see Jensen's name on the clipboard. As she approached, the nurse began to speak, but she didn't want to hear it. She didn't care. She pushed through the door and stopped dead. Adam, she whispered. I almost whispered myself. <laughs> Tears fill, fill her eyes as she looked him over. Adam, he was still well, amazingly sexy. Even bandaged up and lucky to be alive. Natasha, long sleek coat covered her bandages, delicately patterned with a floral pattern all over. Adam's eyes swept over her injuries and her, and her new hugs. That was Deus Ex Human Revolution, game director Jean-Francois Dugas reading a piece of fan fiction from user Mayhem B, as he pointed out a few times. If you hear snickering in the background by the game's lead writer Mary DeMarle, game designer Antoine Teasdale, or myself, community manager Kyle Stolick, we're laughing at JF, not the material. As out of character and or unexpected as the content may seem, we respect every word. In fact, as you'll find out soon, these principal members of the development team view fanfics such as this as one of the highest forms of flattery. The fact that the material exists is a massive compliment to these people who spent years of their lives crafting their own unique take on the Deus Ex universe. They respect the enthusiasm of fanfic because, in a way, they were given the opportunity to do the same, but through official means. There's more fanfic reading in this podcast including one about a love story, a crossover with Naruto, and one piece rooted in everyone's favorite material, slash fic. Who is it between? You'll have to stay with us to find out. And later in the show, you'll hear various people who've called in and described their favorite experiences in Deus Ex Human Revolution. Some responses we anticipated, but others are a bit more unique. Now let's start the show. Oh, you got a little...
three, two, one. Oh, please please yourself. Three, two, one. Right. Please yourself. Uh, so this one's called Disex Revelations, and it's by Fallout Angel 101. Beep, beep, beep. Adam groaned, twitching his arms that lay splayed on beside his body as he buried his face deeper into the mattress. He moved the mechanical augment, augmented appendages up and under the pillows as he climbed to the, it tight against his forehead. Jeez. I just had to wake up with a goddamn headache. Beep, Whoa, okay, beep, that's beep. weird. Sorry. I just had to wake up with a goddamn headache. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to wake up with a goddamn headache. <laughs> <laughs> he pushed himself up until he was sitting on the side of the bed and ran his metal alloy uh, hands down his face in attempts to wipe away the grogginess. He looked over at the nightstand and grabbed a glass cup a quarter of the way filled with Jack Daniels and downed it on one swig. Adam tilted his head back slightly to enjoy the effect of the burning liquid sliding down his throat. Beep, beep, beep down his throat. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He grumbled and grabbed his cell phone off the nightstand and clicked it on. This better be good, Pritchard. This sounds like Barrett. Yeah, sorry for interrupting your beauty sleep, Jensen. The sarcastic voice. <laughs> oh, you have finished, you? Yeah. But Serif needs you in his office now. Adam felt his anger rise. Seraph had promised Adam at least a month off after the whole biochip apocalypse scheme. And that had already been delayed several times because of further incidents he had to take care of. I'm on leave, Pritchard. And I was oh, and I was supposed to be on mine six months ago. Now get there, down there, down here, whatever. <laughs> Before Adam could over, uh, offer a shaky reply to her and clicked off. Groaning, he threw the cell phone on the bed and grabbed the half-empty Jack, da Jack Daniels bottle, <laughs> tilted over on the floor and walked into the living room, already hating the day. That wasn't the whole thing. That was the next excerpt. That was a really long one. But Here's a piece of fanfic that's a bit more local for us. Please take note of J.S. reaction the moment Montreal cuisine staple poutine is mentioned. You can almost hear his stomach growling and his mouth start to salivate. Pavlov has his dog and Montreal has its JF, I guess. So, who's reading this one? We have the same, right? J JF, yeah. You're oh, reading. it's me? Okay. Skyline, the Abbot of Beregast. That's what it's by. Oh. The Abbot of Beregast. <laughs> I'm born and bred Montrealer, grew up in the Anglo ghettos on the South Shore. So all this, it's in my blood and bones. And if anyone's interested, this is the best game in the last five years. Easy. And damn it, Megan should be a Montrealer. I agree. I agree too. My phone rang. <coughs> I ignore it. It was David, odds were. He was always calling. The goddamn phone was always ringing. I snuffed out my smoke and a little harder than necessary, another sip of Maker's Mark, and I picked up the silver tray full of honest to God poutine. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, poutine. <laughs> I picked up the taste for it years ago on a trip to Montreal with Megan. She made me taste the city. 
Latke and Bagels in Saint-Surbain, steamed hot dogs from La Belle Province in NDG. It was Christmas. We were standing in line, and they handed out liquor to anyone old enough to grow facial hair. It was odd, like being in Europe again. She sipped a, she sipped at a screwdriver, and I regarded my gin and tonic like a foreign animal. My watch told me it was time to go to the strippers. Uh, my, wa my watch told me it was December 24th, sorry, 2026. 1116 local. Liquor in the morning. I heard cursing in French. People wanting to make it a mass. To, to mass. So cursing in French, I can give you a sample right now. Chris de Tabernac, the Codis, the Chris de Cibois. That's a combo. Uh, yeah? No, but it's just to put the audience in, into the, the flavor of Montreal. I smirked, and Megan kissed me lightly on the lips. Oh, sweet Megan. I went to school across the bridge, Concordia University. I used to come here all the time just because it was close. Going to class studying genetic models with a tout garni in one hand, I must, I must, I must have seemed like trash. <laughs> a tout garni, people know that it's a full uh, Aldress pizza, right? Um... Now they do. <coughs> now they do. <laughs> she blushed. I smiled. Her friends were waiting out by the c their cars, smoking. They all smoked. <coughs> What's that? A steamed hot dog with everything on it. Onions, mustard, relish, and sauerkraut. <laughs> uh, I nodded. I nodded? I nodded. You nodded. I nodded. No, I didn't it's not an instruction to nod. Mm, I nodded. I didn't get it. The steamed hot dogs were more condiments than, than meat always always baffle me so I got a protein <laughs> <laughs> that sounds better <laughs> that's awesome it's team as we stepped outside while she ate about four hot dogs <laughs> as we sat in the car before heading over to St. Mary. Mary's St. Mary's sorry. so a poutine for those maybe Americans or whoever they are that don't know what it is it's a tasty mix of French fries with gravy sauce and uh, cheese that goes and makes the sound squinch 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 like this and it's really good it feels like a brick is falling on your stomach but it's so satisfying. Yeah, especially 3 a.m. Uh, three in, in the morning when you're pissed drunk. And yeah, and then it will really sit in a brick. Yeah, and night. you just go to bed and you sleep like a baby and yeah. you're ready for another day of so many activities. But that's the only time when people call it tasty is when they're <coughs> drunk at 3 a.m. So that no, makes no, no. me think that maybe you're drunk at... Be way before that. I continue with I the think story. Earlier, he established he's in bed way before you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of contradictions <laughs> here. So, so at 3 a.m., when he goes to the bathroom, he goes and makes some Putin too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue with the story. <laughs> so, oh, uh, after going to the St. Mary's, I shook it off. That was eight, nine months ago. Something as simple as whiffed on the cheese curds and gravy jarred it loose. I noticed about then that my hand had indented the fork, wrapping the metal as I grabbed it. I stuffed the mess of fries, cheese, and gravy into my mouth and hurled the fork across the room. It, quiv it quivered as it embedded itself into the wall. Six months, I have my own place, maybe more. I still haven't unpacked. I still haven't unpacked. Okay. It still feels temporary. Like the lack of feeling in my arms and legs, it all feels temporary. 
I went to the physio today. They want to make sure I'm up to par, make me do idiotic, simple tasks. It doesn't matter. I lit up in the hall, striking the match of my shoulder. I saw another man. He was short, his left arm and leg. Older in his 50s, he shook his head at me as he wheeled up in his chair. You're, you're more can than men, son. You're more can than men, son. You're more can than men, son. Oh, you're more can. Okay. You're more can than men, son. What happened to you? Attack on Seraph Industries. My lord, son, you choose this? You chose this? He murmured, gesturing at the interfaces, the cable steel re reflexive alloys. I shook my head. I saw the navy cross, a bronze star on his hospital, hospital cloth. Where did you serve, sir? I asked politely. Old cup manners. Doesn't matter, son. You, ju you just get better, yeah? He said, rolling past me. I know that my, my shield had been turned in long ago. Ever since that incident, well, even after that, I had been the same. Drank too much, smoked too much. Now, well, I have metal lungs, easy to clean. <laughs> new heart, new this, new that. Vices no longer meant anything. The greasy mess in the silver tin. I sight walked the kitchen, grab a new fork. I was running low. I dug in again, looking across the Detroit skyline. I would make them pay. Well, I guess he never asked for this, right? Yeah, he never oh, asked for this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was a great, uh, a great uh, uh, sample of the Montreal life and all its full glory. That's great. Do they miss anything with Montreal life? They pretty nailed it. Eh? Well, they yeah. don't mention snow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's true. And lots of snow. Yeah. You guys don't know snow. And slosh. And that the the and women cold. the women are really beautiful here and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they didn't read that. No. Yeah. So, oh. so it was lacking a little bit. In that yeah. yeah, but you know, but I'd really like to know where he got the cheese for the poutine in Detroit. Mm. I know. Uh, apparently now they are, they serve poutine in New York. Yeah. 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 yeah That's kind of cool. Mm. They have it in they Florida as well. They also have Sam Viator bagels. Mm? They also have Sam Viator bagels. In really? New York? Mm -hmm. Wow. I just like come and pick it up every morning or something. But you talk about poutine in Florida. I mean, yeah, it just makes sense because it's all French Canadians. It's French Canadians <laughs> everywhere. In, in New York, it's more exceptional because yeah. now it's the Americans, uh, you know, yeah, digging got, into it. It got corrupted a little bit. Yeah. Poutine is awesome. Yeah. It's the food of the gods. The fat gods. That's pretty good. Do sex putina. We should do that. Do sex putina. That's a god into poutine. <laughs> yeah, it's a god into poutine. <laughs> Crossovers. They're basically a fanfic stable. But here's one I didn't expect. I'd say what it's a crossover between. We probably guess that Deus Ex is one part. Kind of easy. But you have to share in rea Antoine's reaction for the other. Here it is. Who wants to read one? Tony. You do? Tony. Oh. Tony. Tony. I want to read one. I heard you call. All right. I, this is, here you go. Well, I, well, I get the longest one possible. Because you have uh, a, a gravely a sexy voice. booming voice. Yeah. That can be very dramatic. Yes. Or do, you, do you want a smaller one? Well, that, so that one seems one. very confusing. 
Oh, you got to read it. Oh, my God. There are so many weird names in there. Have fun. JF, do you want to do it instead? Wait. It's a Naruto story, isn't it? That's weird. We'll read the title. Well, the uh, Six Ninja Revolution? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> read, read the title. The Sex Ninja Revolution. <coughs> Who's the writer? Right, writer the DM2012. Okay. So I'm screwed, said Naruto. Not really, said QB. What do you know about the ninja history? Not much, because of a certain someone, the teachers always punished me, said Naruto, glaring at QB. Sorry about that, kit. I thought it was kid, but no, it's kit, said QB. So do you know how the ninja world was formed? I know that long time ago, there was a ninja called Rikudo Senin who discovered chakra and learned how to use it, said Naruto, thinking. That's wrong, kid, said QB. It didn't happen like that. Want to hear the real story? If you want to explain it to me, then yes, I would love to hurt real story, said Naruto. Long time ago, before the ninja era, the world had technology that you wouldn't imagine. There was robots, flying cars, skyscrapers, everything you would want. But one day in the forest that I lived, I was only a, a cub back then. We heard explosions from the humans. Then we learned that those humans started a war. Robots, tanks, airplanes everywhere. That's when we knew that the hurt, the earth, would last much longer. Won't last much longer, sorry. A couple of days later, we heard another explosion. This was bigger than the one before <coughs> and had a mushroom form. Later, I learned that that was a nuclear bomb. When it exploded, it released radiations which had to kill us, but it didn't. Instead, it gave us a source of power, explained QB before getting <laughs> interrupted by Naruto. <laughs> Chakra, said Naruto, amazed by the story. Don't interrupt me, boy. Ro roar, QB. But you're right. The radiation that was supposed to kill us gave us chakra. The first user of chakra was actually the source of the nuclear explosion. Adam Jensen, as known as Rikudo Senin. <laughs> when I met him, I was already transformed from a normal fox to QB, the nine-tailed fox, a chakra being. That's when I found out that there are with me, ten chakra beasts, Juby the ten-tailed brown panda, QB the nine-tailed fox, Ashibi the eight-tailed octopus ox, Nanabi the seven-tailed rhinoceros beetle, Rokubi the six-tailed slug, Gobi the five-tailed dolphin horse, Yumbi the four-tailed gorilla, Senbi the the three-tailed turtle, Nibi the two tail cat and Ichibi the one tail <laughs> raccoon and wasabi <laughs> really hot and spicy all of us but one were spread over the world Adam sealed Juby in him with the help of Chakra and then disappeared of the face of the earth um, there is a myth that says that Adam is still alive because of the Juby being the strongest of us but it's just a myth but before he disappeared he went through every land and hide some of the lost technology and if we search all the 
hi, no, Kuni, we will find the lost technology that he hide. What's this lost technology has to do with me? asked Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> you fool! <laughs> Didn't you listen? It's called QB. <laughs> when I said that that with the last technology you can make robots, <laughs> flying cars, airplanes, I forgot to mention that you can replace missing and usable limbs. Adam had these replacements. And if I remember it, right, they were called augmentations. If we find these augmentations, maybe we can save your ninja career. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> I was uh, on the edge of my seat all the way through. <laughs> the look Hopefully there's no picture to contradict that, right? <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face when Mary jumped in and did that. You, you were so wide, I was like, oh, she's joining me, you know? <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I mean, it, that one was hard because <laughs> on top of the fact that I'm a non-English speaker, it was full of typos and mistakes in the way uh, sentences were structured or written. <laughs> like a so lot it was an added challenge to me. And a lot of Japanese names and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I guess uh, it, beat, it makes too. sense for people who know R Naruto. Yeah, yeah. But since I'm not one of them, then it didn't make s much liar. sense to me. You watch it all. I know. I, I, I have all the games on Xbox 360 and I love them so much. I saw you cosplaying at Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah, don't say that again, okay? Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> DXHR contains a love story. Kind of. This next fanfic reimagines the game's story as one containing a different love interest than Megan, which, if you think about it, would completely change the plot and motivations of Adam. And Anyway, this isn't bad by any means. It's just different. Have a listen. There's, it's not signed. It's mystery. There's no... No title, no author? Oh, well, there's a title, right but there's no author. Here, the author's on this one. So, oh, okay. I've is, reprinted is it. Is it the same thing? Give me that one. Right. Right. Do you want to follow along? <coughs> I want to follow along. All right. Uh, so the title is Trust, Strength, Augmentations, and Love. Love. These are <laughs> hey, Barry White. <laughs> Barry White, you baby. <laughs> The writer is oh, Ashley148. <coughs> Sounds like a clone or something. <laughs> it's kind of cool. So what happened to the other 147? Yeah, I don't know. See, this is a 47 thing again. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Um, Adam Jensen's side. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mary. I should get a play for you. <laughs> I'm looking for one right now. He was going to have to travel a long distance just to find this woman. Her name was Kimberly Grace Helmsley, and he needed her help because there was going to be a possible attack on a facility in Chicago, Chicago, where critical research on new augmentations are being held at. He didn't know Chicago that well, but he's got augmentations for this. Uh, but that didn't stop him from trying to do this on his own. Yet Farida Malik, a VTOL pilot and a close friend, knew of a former scientist who knows the facility inside out especially when she used to work for the Chicago-based Sarif Industries there. <sighs> Very mysterious <laughs> so far. This is pretty cool. That was Jensen's side. Yeah, I know, again. I know, it's tied <laughs> again. It's just seen the Mary, Mary signaling Jay up, and Jay's like, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> oh. Sh Should I keep going, or you want to go? 
Do you want me to make sound effects? Keep going. Well, she's, she's doing all the things. It's okay. awesome. So you said she used to work there. Why'd she resign? Adam asked over the radio. Uh, do you want to do fairy tale? No. no, now you just took all the excitement out of it. <laughs> Keep going. Faraday concentrated on the flights, but she still ans uh, answered her good friend. I don't know the full story, but apparently there had been a huge attack on her office. She managed to protect her research and save a few of her scientists, but that came uh, with a price. She was wounded badly. In order to save her life, she received augmentations, but got more than she bargained for. They really augmented her, Jensen. Wasn't something wasn't something that she asked for. She continued on. Adam felt a sense of deja vu. He and Kimberly weren't so different after all. Dun, dun, dun. It was kind of romantic, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's, I, I'm kind of disappointed it doesn't go on because it's like mysterious. You want to know what's happening. I like this one. Oh. And I like Chicago. I've never been. I really want to go and visit that city, so. I wish I could have learned more about that city. Well, there's more to that one. I can send you the link. Sure. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm um, kind of disappointed that Mary didn't do fairy tale, though. I oh. sort of waited for half a second, and yeah, no. The momentum was gone. Because my voice yeah. doesn't really fit for fairy tale, Malik. Well, I was, ex <laughs> I was before the operation. To probably not. Voice. I can't talk like this, like fairy tale. But next work. week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, I couldn't focus on the, uh, the story because I was too absorbed by your gravely voice. <laughs> <laughs> gravely voice. <laughs> okay, so this next one, I'm not going to say much. Fear of spoilers and all that. Just listen closely. If you've been passively listening to this podcast throughout the entirety of the episode while doing whatever, I don't know, I could say something here, but whatever, something else. Please stop. Stop what you're doing and listen. The extra focus will yield entertainment dividends. So this one is by Lina B. They were top of the notch, high quality military hardware. At least that's what the technician assumed. You just couldn't buy this kind of perfect synthetic parts anywhere. It seemed as if David had gifted his security chief with extremely expensive augmentations. Frank wouldn't be surprised if the Frank wouldn't be surprised if the most of them were still top secret prototypes or something that had been manufactured solely for Jensen, something that just wouldn't be available to anyone else. Pritchard looked down to the slack hand resting on top of the covers and without further thought stroked his fingertips along the smooth surface of one finger. The metal was strangely warm to the touch. He pushed gently against the back of the artificial hand. It was firm and ultra-smooth and very lightly armor-plated, just like the finger digits. Jensen never liked augmentations. He's going to freak out over this, he thought. Features suddenly grim. His exploring fingertips moved up along the forearm, oddly fascinated with a mixture of rigid steel and softer synthetic muscles before he took Adam's hand in his own, studying the stark contrast of glossy black metal against his rosy skin. His <laughs> breath pitched when the artificial fingers moved a little and slowly closed around his own, holding his hand in ways that almost grazed the line of a lover's gentle touch. I'm horny now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, what do you th what do you think of these? 
It's awesome. <laughs> Did it's you expect awesome. this? No, I mean, uh, yes and no in the sense that, um, like, we, we build characters. Uh, we really want uh, them to be uh, compelling in uh, many ways, Re whether you like them or you hate them. We don't want you to go like just, huh, I don't care type of thing. And when you see uh, those things and where people are bringing those characters and their relationships, it goes way beyond what we could have imagined. But the fact that some people think about those characters in, in, in that way, it means that, I don't know, like what we created makes them believe that that could happen in some ways or, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I just find it fascinating. And it's hilarious. <laughs> Hilariously good though, like, uh, I mean, we're not laughing at it, it's just unexpected, no, no. right? It's, it's just thing. like, yeah. it, 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 no, it's not laughing in the sense, oh, yeah. you know, no, it, it, it's more that it's so not what we had in our minds and just uh, uh, reading or even some of the drawings, some people are drawing our characters and mm -hmm. they're putting them over the blogs and stuff like that and it's totally awesome what they're coming up with. Even the one with uh, Jensen and Malik going to the grocery store, and <laughs> they're just looking at the what uh, if they're going to buy the oh, augment awesome. chew or or cereals or, or whatnot. And f for me, like it's just like some oh they see that there could be a romantic relationship between Malik and Jensen, and some other ones that think that Pritchard and Jensen have something <laughs> going on. I mean. <laughs> It, it, it's great to me it's great it's, it's just it, great it it brings back a <laughs> few memories about the intro of the human revolution basically the game where the, what we call the walk and talk when actually jensen takes the elevator with uh, megan and then pritchard comes in and sort of i hope i'm not interrupting anything kind of uh gives a little spin at that little <laughs> moment <It's laughs> like an awkward little thing it's like and then naturally megan leaves and they're like <laughs> it's pretty good. I like this. <laughs> and that's the thing with Pritchard and Jensen. We always wanted to play it that they don't really like each other, but at the same time, they, 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 they can work together. They complement each other mm -hmm. in some ways. And just saying that some people complement them in a different <laughs> way than <laughs> what we thought. <laughs> no, I mean, it's great. Uh, it doesn't offend me or anything. Uh, I, just, I just love it to see those things. So, Mary, how do you feel about it? You're really quiet after reading that and the looks you <laughs> gave me were, were intense. <laughs> no, that's because I was picturing big baskets of chocolate. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, for making you read that today. Uh, so, um, no, actually, I, I agree with JF. In fact, it kind of puts me in mind of how, like, some of the things that I really love is seeing things um, like how, for example, Battlestar Galactica got re-envisioned and how King Arthur is re-envisioned. And I love those things because even though there are some people who are out there saying, that is so not right to the canon, it's just really cool that there's such a creative universe has been created that it sparks people's creativity and it causes them to think of things in different ways. So I think it's, I agree, I think it's really, really cool. It's true that, you know, it's like, I'm like, well, that's not my Adam Jensen and that's <laughs> not my Frank Pritchard. But when I play the game, the way I play the game is different than how Antoine plays the game and my Adam Jeff Jensen is different than his Adam Jensen and so I think it's really one of the highest forms of compliments that we can get as creators yep. to yep. know that we did something that sparks the creative um, juices in other people so well yeah. and that 
gives me shivers to know that. So I think it's cool. So, I mean, coming back to the root of the whole thing, the Adam Jensen and Pritchard thing gave you shivers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to I say I guess more. you could say that. <laughs> I don't know what the source of those shivers was. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just... Uh <laughs> I laughed. I mean, the first time I, I, I saw those images and, and those thoughts in that direction, we laughed so much. It <laughs> because it's not what you expect, so like you said. No, no. You, uh, like, uh, I, I think about a lot of crazy stuff, uh, stupid stuff in, in my head uh, very often. But this one, I, I never thought about it. So, like, I'm kind of jealous because I should have. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mary, you didn't put a subtext in there for that, did you? No, I did not, actually. So uh, no, but I mean, basically what I think is really cool is we created some characters who, who are so alive to people mm -hmm. and that the way they envision them as alive is different than how I yeah. might have envisioned them. But alive. she should have said, no, I didn't, it, I didn't do it consciously <laughs> because there's kind of a wild woman behind <laughs> I will say there were a lot of things that I didn't realize. And then I got into recording sessions with actors who pointed it out to me <laughs> and made me go, yeah. oh, God. That's yeah, the not how I meant that. The script was full Tongue of sexual innuendos, and she was all oblivious to it. Like, whoa, whoa. I was. <laughs> yes. I didn't know Tong and his boys could be taken in one contact <laughs> <laughs> until the actors pointed it out. <laughs> Yeah, there seems to be a lot of projection going on in the writings here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, now do you feel like, I mean, this is the whole uh, basis of the podcast is, you know, ownership of the characters, ownership of the Deus Ex franchise. Now, how much, I mean, do you feel like you owned the characters more before they, the game came out, but now that it's out there, you don't own them as much as you did before? You have to make decisions a little bit more based on that? The, the no, I don't like think. Uh, I mean, uh, there are two things. There's what we're doing, and there's the kind of alternate reality of what they're they're doing mm -hmm. with those characters. Uh, I mean, if we were to move forward with those characters in the future, uh, we would think in terms of the, the 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 story arcs we already built and and where we would logically expect them to go uh, after that uh, seeing those things doesn't mean that we wouldn't have uh, some sort of uh, uh, easter eggs or, or whatnot but that uh, acknowledges exactly the but but uh, other than that no I mean we would go with uh, with those characters the way we think we should go so so you're saying that like the way they own the characters like they own a different Adam, and it goes back to what you yeah. said a little bit to yeah. Mary, is their Adam is different from your Adam, and <coughs> there's other Adams that are out there too. Yeah, I mean, especially as a writer, you create a character, um, like when I create a character, I put a lot of thought into their their characteristics, their back stories, and, and all those things, and so that I have this very clear picture in my mind of who they are, and everything that stems from that creation makes sense so all the dialogues that happen in the game all the relationships that happen stem from that so for me it's a very solid vision and I wouldn't be able to alter that vision based on um, something else from someone else because I already have that mm -hmm. um, certainly characters can change and grow because people change and grow too mm -hmm. but that basis is there anything else you want to say in that Antoine I'm fine with this. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
that's it for the fanfic reading segments. We hope you enjoyed every piece. Remember, you can head over to the news post on our community website for this podcast. There, we'll link to each root story. And as JF and Mary said earlier, they really see this type of material as one of the highest forms of flattery. So please, don't stop writing. Part 2 A little while back, we asked you to call us and leave a message detailing your favorite moments of Deus Ex Human Revolution. So, here they are. My favorite part of Deus Ex Human Revolution is when Adam Jensen pays a visit to the uh, police department, promises his buddy in the lobby not to cause any trouble, and then later that day the entire police force wakes up unconscious in the vents. My name is JJ and I'm calling from Florida. And my favorite part of Deus Ex is definitely the futuristic environment. It was entirely believable, realistic, and that was a huge factor in the game's overall immersion. Um, the main draw was that it was truly as beautiful as it was frightening. Just wandering around Detroit and China had me a believer that this isn't a game, this is kind of a peek into the future. And that was just really, it was just, that just sealed the deal for me. Anyway, yeah, that was my favorite part of the game, guys. Thanks. Hey, yeah, um, I wasn't actually planning on doing this, but I figured I've been telling everybody I know that this is quite possibly the best game I've ever played in my life for like the last couple of weeks, so I might as well tell you guys. Um, and uh, you mentioned, you know, telling stories about our favorite parts. Well, um, during the mission where you have to sneak in and steal the object from, you know, no spoilers, the object from the police station, I, uh, I was in an office um, hiding in a ventilation shaft and there were two officers in the office so I snuck in and knocked the first officer out with a non-lethal takedown turned ready for combat with the second one who simply sat there a little disappointed by that but in reaction I killed him for his stupidity and then read his emails well um, after that uh, I felt really bad which is something I don't usually do after I kill someone in a game felt really bad because it was from his wife and talking about their kid and I just I regretted it I actually went and loaded the level again so yeah great game guys deserving of game of the year millennium whatever congratulations hey my favorite part was when uh, you're in uh, what was the place called like don't know the same place but when you go in there and everyone's like dead everyone's going crazy and like everything is almost like on fire I remember going in there and going oh what happened and it was like the most bad that I've seen in that game so far. You have the door. I like the game. By far my favorite moment in Deus Ex Human Revolution was probably when I realized that there was an augment that let me fall from any height. The moment when I fell off of like a railway or something and landed and just got surrounded in this giant energy ball is blew my mind. Uh, thanks, and I hope I end up on the podcast. You know, my favorite moment was uh, when Malik was in trouble. You know, Reese gets time, do the best you can to save her, and me, of course, I failed twice. I was like, no, I'm not going to fail this. Did the best I could, I saved her. <laughs>
It was great. Exhilarating. Well, it was a great game. Good job, guys. Can't wait to play DLC. Thanks. My favorite part of Deus Ex was whenever I snuck into the back way of the hive, so I never had to pay the $1,000 entry fee. Hi, my favorite part of Deus Ex Human Revolution was uh, the part where Hugh Darrow was in Panchea and he initiated the biochip mechanism in which everyone freaked out. It, not because they were beating the crap out of each other, but because that one random guy that didn't even do anything, he just ran in the back and forth, just screaming, that was my favorite part. But other than that, I loved the whole game, so it pretty much was the whole thing to me, my favorite. Um, my favorite uh, moment had to be the ending. Uh, I know some people hated it, but I personally enjoyed it because one, it was thought-provoking. Um, two, it was like hard to like, really, really, it was very difficult for me to choose which one. No lie, my first playthrough when I got to the ending, I was stunned for about 20, like 10 minutes. I could not choose. I actually called somebody. And the funny thing is my philosophy, well, political philosophy, would have been, if I was actually like in that time, would have been to uh, let government regulate it. But for some reason, I don't know why I did this, but it might have been because I was Adam Jensen that I had a different view and I was argumentated that I actually didn't and I wanted the corporation to keep on doing what they were doing so I, I sided with David Saris and that was, had to be like my favorite experience was just finishing it, getting to the end, being like mind blown, kind of like Inception mind blown and then I had to pick an option, hit the button and see how my outcome. You're asking us to give one moment that uh, describes experiences we had with this game but it's it's too hard it's it was honestly the best game I've played this generation I can say that it's one of the best stealth action games ever made and you know some people see some of the negatives in the game but I really thought they combined and I embraced that and it turned out to be one of my favorite games um like, for example, the boss fights. Um, a lot of people are not getting boss fights, but I honestly saw them as a change of pace, and they were very different from the rest of the game, so I guess that's why I liked them so much, but um, it was fun being stealth and then being forced into a situation where, you know, you have to think on your feet if you're not, um, you know, carrying rocket launchers and the like with you so I guess in other words I'm just saying I fucking love this game yeah uh, my favorite part of the game when uh, Adam said he didn't ask for this yeah I mean uh, it kind of sucks because he didn't but at the same time you know he got it anyway so yeah he didn't get a fair deal on that one and that's it Thank you, everyone, for providing so much content for this episode. This includes you, both dev team and community. And as a reminder, we're all over the web. We have a Facebook page. We're on Twitter. We have a Tumblr account. We have a YouTube account. We even have a community blog, which is community.idolsmontreal.com. There we have links to all the social media pages and our forum and all that jazz. Again, thank you very much for listening. I'm Kyle Stolick, and this has been EMP Episode 4.